Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham, and this week on the show, we're going to talk about cats. If you've seen a lot of wild or feral cats in your neighborhood and you want to do something to help them, well, this is the show for you. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Karen Kraus. Karen is the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Hey there, Karen. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland. Hello, Gary. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, well, let's talk about it. What is the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon? I have to let you know that I already know this because you and I have spoken before, but let our audience know about you guys. You know, it's funny. We're a little-known secret in Portland. If you need us, you'll be happy you found out about us. And if you don't need us, you'll be glad you know, should it ever come up for yourself, a friend, or family member. The Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon is a spay-neuter program for feral and stray cats. So anybody who's feeding feral and stray cats can bring them to us and get the cats spayed or neutered to prevent future generations of cats and kittens growing up on our streets. What exactly is a feral cat? That is such a great question, and and one that has uh, a bigger answer than I think most people expect. So the short answer is a feral cat is an untamed cat. So you might think of them as maybe, you know, a scared cat or... um, maybe a alley cat or lots of different terms people, a wild cat, a lot of different terms people might use for them. A feral cat is an untamed domestic house cat. They're really afraid of people, they shy away from people, and they're pretty elusive. A stray cat, on the other hand, is a cat who's wandered into your yard, maybe where you work, maybe somewhere that you go with some frequency and you see this cat, and they could be friendly. Um, Most likely a stray cat has either wandered from home or is lost. Um, So really the difference in the cats we see is that neither has a home. One's more friendly than the other. And I, I think the important thing I want people to also take away is that even if a cat behaves feral, you know, really quite fearful of you today, that doesn't mean they'll always be fearful of you. There's a lot of reasons that cats are feral. And if it's generational, if they're if their parents and grandparents and great grandparents were feral, yeah, they're probably gonna be pretty frightened of people their whole life. But 
sometimes and oftentimes we hear from people that are feeding cats that they couldn't even get near the cat. And after they've been spayed or neutered, the cat calms down and, and might even become a house cat. So it's a big answer for what's a feral cat. <laughs> but the long and short of it is a cat who's fearful of people. And remember, they may not always be fearful. Do feral cats get along with other uh, domesticated cats or other, other animals? You know, they really, they definitely get along with their own colony. So when they start to congregate together, it's called a colony. And it's most frequently a female and her offspring. And they will all get along very well. Um, And over time, that will grow as the number of, if they're not spayed or neutered, there'll be more. And they will all get along. They may not like other cats entering that area or taking their food. But the, the general rule with cats is that if they have enough food and they're not trying to protect their food, they're a little more open to other cats being around than if scarcity exists for food, then, then they'll be pretty protective and they'll keep cats away because obviously they need to keep it for themselves. We're talking today with Karen Krause, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Now, how many feral cats do you suppose are out there? You've, you guys have treated quite a few. Oh, isn't that the question? You know, that is a, that's forever, you know, it's like counting, there's a national bird count every Christmas time, right? People go out and count um, birds because uh, it's tough to know how many there are. And it's hard to do as well for cats, and there isn't quite that same national count. There are a lot of different ways people kind of slice it up and try to figure it out statistically. Um, the best answer is it's an unknown it's a big number because is are you really counting cats that are fearful of people that are feral? Are you counting all, you know, feral and stray, the homeless cats on the street? Are you trying to count all cats that are outside? Because people who let their cats outside would be in account if you were going to go do free roaming cats. So um, that that's an elusive number that's hard to really nail down. Um, suffice to say, the Humane Society of the United States will use a number that's probably in the 60 million range Whoa. across our country. Um, feral cats, feral and stray cats tend to to be in areas where there's people and where there's um, people that are moving with some frequency. So. Um, you know, where a lot of people might live in an apartment kind of community would have typically in that area might have more cats because there's more people, higher density of people, higher density of cats. Uh, But cats can really be anywhere, anywhere that there's people. How many cats has your organization helped over the years? Well, we've been around since 1995 and we have helped over 110,000 cats. Wow. And what's really really exciting is I think Portland can pat themselves on the back for this. While we are a high volume spay neuter clinic and what that means is that we've got highly skilled veterinarians performing our spay and neuter surgeries and they can do a large number of cats in a short amount of time. Um, we we're able to help this number of cats because Portland cares about animals. Portland cares about our environment they certainly care about the cats in our community and they want a better life for them and they want to see fewer of them living on our streets. 
So we're able to provide the service, but we're able to do that because people are feeding cats in the community and want to get help and use our services, and because other kind-hearted folks make a donation to make sure that our services are available. So Karen, let's talk about it. What kind of services does the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon offer? We are a donation-based organization. We ask for $40 per cat, and we don't turn people away if they're not able to contribute. So we really are a pay-which-you-can-afford service. For the suggested $40, we will provide not only the spare neuter, but also vaccines, flea treatment, ear mite treatment if needed, deworming if needed, as well as we will give sub-Q fluids if the cats are dehydrated. We really believe it's the one time the cat's going to get care, and we want to make sure that they leave here with, with the most services they can. So it's, it's more than just a spare neuter. Um, but it is just for a donation. And, and what we want to be is affordable and accessible to anybody who needs us. We know that people are feeding cats because they have a big heart and they know that the cats are hungry. That doesn't mean they have the funds to get those cats spayed or neutered. And if they don't have a resource like us, there are going to be more cats. So we exist in order to help the kind folks in our community or putting out a bowl of food and know that they don't want to have, you know, an ever-growing number of cats in their backyard, in their neighborhood, for the sake of the cats and for the sake of our environment. So uh, for me, the million-dollar question is, how do you catch a feral cat to bring it into you guys? <laughs> That's got to be a good Isn't trick. That's the truth, right? <laughs> um, we have um, several hundred live traps. And we teach people how to use those live traps every single day. So if this sounds scary to you, if you're listening to this and you're like, what, a live trap? Um, remember that it is, um, it's a cage. It's not going to hurt the kitty. We'll teach you how to use it successfully. And it will trap the cat. And I know a lot of people have a very um, new relationship with the cats they're feeding, and they don't want to scare the cats, and they're afraid that this trap might be really scary. And um, the truth is, if you think you might catch kitty and put kitty in a carrier because that's less scary, you're actually doing that, right? You're actually grabbing the cat, and that makes you unpredictable to the cat. But if you use a live trap and you follow our instructions, the trap is catching the cat, not you. So it's not going to associate you with that scary behavior, and you're not going to potentially be bitten or scratched. And, uh, and both of those can be pretty dangerous. So we've got plenty of live traps, and we'll teach you how to use them, and it will be for your safety and for the cat's safety. That um, You can do that. Do, they, do, do people that want to uh, use a live trap, do they come to your offices and pick them up, or do they deliver it? How, do they, how does one get a live trap? They do. They come to our facility. Um, right now, our system is you get an appointment, and then we'll bring the traps out to you and show you how to use them. We've got videos on our website. We've got a handbook on how to do it. It's, ve- it's really not complicated. It's getting the cats acclimated to the traps ahead of time and making sure that the cats are hungry. Um, and you can start to feed the cats around that live trap and not have it set, of course, um, until the day that you want to use it. And um, it's, it's very successful. 
and it's really not that hard. And we recognize that it can be pretty scary to people because the only time most of us deal with traps, it has a negative connotation. Um, So um, we have really great information to ease people's minds and help them be successful. We're talking today with Karen Krauss, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Now, Karen, what do you say to people that just say, well, why not just let the cats be cats and be outside and, and be wild? What's, why do we need to trap them? Well, the cats that we're typically seeing are cats that people had just show up. And so if, if you're that person, let's just say a cat shows up in your backyard and you're wondering what to do, Um, we would say talk to your neighbors. Find out if this is somebody's cat. Maybe somebody moved into the area and they let their cat outside. Maybe somebody uh, moved away and didn't bring their cat with them. So this kitty really doesn't have somebody looking after them anymore. What you want to do is make sure you're not trapping your neighbor's cat. So um, once you find out that there isn't somebody else feeding the cat, the reason that you want to use a service like ours is that you want to make sure that it that we don't have more cats living on our streets. Um, cats are domesticated animals. Domestication says we're going to look after you. We're going to take care of you. That's the reason we domesticated animals. And while cats can really seem so independent and that they can fend for themselves, they're a domesticated animal that does not thrive without our help. So when a cat shows up in your backyard, We'd love to hear from you when it's just one cat. Most people, you know, the one cat is really not too much of a trouble until maybe she brings her litter of kittens along, and then you realize, oh, that's right, these numbers are going to increase. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's, it's important that people know that there's a resource that can help them because um, it's an expense that they weren't necessarily expecting to have to pay for, right? And... Um, they're, they're just being kind-hearted. Um, so the important thing is to spay and neuter and then continue to feed the cats. It's not like wildlife where you can just put out a bird feeder and, you know, the birds will come and go. You really do need to do um, both parts, and that is if you see a cat and it doesn't have someone else looking after him or her, can you feed that cat? And then can you make sure that cat is spayed or neutered? What kind of impact do wild and feral cats have on the environment? You know, that is a question that comes up nationally, um, especially bird lovers um, feel very, very strongly on this. Um, We have a longtime partnership with the Audubon Society, and so we're um, keenly aware of the impact that outdoor cats have. And what I'd like to do is kind of redirect that question because any kitty who is outdoors can have an impact on wildlife. And a lot of times people think that it's the feral cats that are killing songbird populations. I'd like to expand people's mind to remember it's any cat that's outside that can hunt, not just feral cats. And we want to see fewer feral cats out there. So what we can all do is, whenever possible, can you keep your kitty indoors? Could you limit the number of hours your cat's outside, especially now in springtime when birds are breeding? And if your kitty gets a bird, that could mean that the nest has a failure because there isn't one of the partners to look after 
the new fledglings. So maybe that works, maybe it doesn't. Part of our partnership with the Audubon Society of Portland is our Cat Safe at Home program. And the intent of that program is to just encourage people to find ways, maybe with a catio, walk your cat on a leash, reduce the number of hours your cat's outside, do what you can with the perspective it's good for your cat and it's good for wildlife. And then if you should see feral or stray cats in your neighborhood, make sure you get them in to get spayed and neutered so there aren't more of them out there. We're talking today with Karen Kraus with the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Karen, what kind of impact has COVID had on your services? COVID has made the need for our services far greater than it has been in the recent past. When the state closed most businesses last spring, that included our services and other spay-neuter programs in the area. We were fortunate to be able to reopen after only six to eight weeks. However, we had to be really restricted due to all the safety measures. Over time, we found ways to build in our efficiency and really grow the number of surgeries we can perform at each of our clinics. So we're now performing five to 800 surgeries a month. So we're back up to our our capacity from earlier. However, During much of the summer, there wasn't a lot of low-cost spay-neuter available, and it's still limited compared to prior to COVID. So anybody who got a kitten last year probably has experienced some challenges getting that kitten spayed or neutered. And what's happening is that there's more cats and kittens as a result of the limited supply of spaying and neutering last year. So we're definitely seeing an increase in the need, and we're doing everything we can to continue to grow and expand to be there to help our community and to help the cats. I'm glad you're, you're out there helping cats. This is, it's, it's more, it seems more uh, amazing than people really realize. There's a lot of stray and, and feral cats out there that really need your help. Well, you know, it's so sad to talk about the before COVID kind of landscape, but um, our organization has helped feral and stray cats since our inception in 1995. And in 2016, we introduced low-cost spay-neuter for pet cats. And that was growing every year. The need for that service continued to grow. And we offered it because we knew that people needed that affordable assistance, but we also knew that every pet cat we helped was one that wasn't going to become a feral or stray cat in the future out on our streets and potentially creating more. So it it paired in with our mission to reduce the number of feral and stray cats in our community. But due to all the safety measures and due to the volume of need to help feral and stray cats, we currently have our pet cat program on hold and our clinics are booking weeks out right now just helping the feral and cat stray population. So we know the need for low-cost spay-neuter is there and if you're listening and you're hopeful that we're going to get that together, know that we're working on it and that we will do it as soon as we can safely provide those services. Um, 
and we we certainly understand that the need is great. Yeah. And well, and this stuff doesn't happen for free, right? So <laughs> how is the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon funded? How do you guys do this? You know, we're really fortunate that Portland loves animals and that they support our work and they understand what we do. And we've worked really hard throughout our 25 plus years to really follow through on what we said we'd do. And that is stay really focused on spaying and neutering cats and providing an an accessible and affordable service. And so um, most of our support comes from individuals. We're very excited that on May 6th, we're having our um, 23rd annual Furball Fundraiser. <laughs> this year, of course, like, <laughs> well, you, wait till you hear. We, we change the theme every year. This year's theme is 2021 A Spay Odyssey. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And it is indeed a spay odyssey. It will be for the whole year, I think, for us. Um, it is virtual, like most events right now. Um, but uh, it is free to attend. You can also sign up and captain a satellite. So be sure to check out our website at feralcats.com for more information about the furball. But it will be, it's a really fun way to tie in kind of space exploration and all the advancements um, and into what we're doing as an organization as well. And we're just really, um, we're excited for this space-themed furball. <laughs> Cats in space. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's worth checking out the graphics for it. We um, yeah, are really incredible graphic artist and illustrator did a play on... 20, 2001, A Space Odyssey. And so um, really wonderful graphics that, that support our event. But we've got raffle. We've got a wonderful raffle. We've got um, live auction, silent auction, wonderful videos. Even Jackson Galaxy is going to be um, presenting a little video during our event on May 6th. So um, very fun. Yeah, very fun. I was looking at the website right now, and your graphics are amazing. They're, they're just super fun. Your website has so much information on it and so many resources, and it looks like uh, people are able to volunteer. Are you, are you accepting volunteers right now? Volunteering is a little tough. Um, bless everyone's heart who cares enough to give their time freely to help organizations. I know it's been tough, you know, for so many. Um, we have some role. We do have some folks that are helping us, of course, plan the furball. We do have some people that are working in our clinics and a few helping in our office. But for the most part, it's, it's, it's very limited to, again, keep the safety measures in place um, and the social distancing. So um, we're not quite ready to bring back our volunteer teams as we've had in the past. So hold on. If you're interested in us, keep us in mind. But right now is not the best time for that. But do please um, look into Furball. It will be really fun. And also, you know, people are home more. They're seeing the cats in their backyards. They're seeing what's going on in their community. Reach out to neighbors. Find out if you see a cat. Talk to each other. Um, and make sure that the kitty's getting the care that they need. 
If somebody is in need of your services, what's the best way for them to contact you? You know, the fastest route is to use our website at feralcats.com, and there is an application you can fill out, and in that form, it'll ask you how many cats, so to get some background on, on, on the cats, so that when we call you back, we just kind of check that off, and then we can get you an appointment to get your traps and get you scheduled really quickly. If that's not for you and you'd rather call us, you are welcome to give us a call at 503-797-2606, and we will walk you through this process as well and get you an appointment. It's all appointment-based, um, uh, and then we're booking out several weeks. So if you're thinking about it, give us a call. Yeah, like I said before, your your website is just chock full of information. There's resources and just all about your programs and everything. It's just it's a, an incredible website. Good job. Well, thank you. We Part of our mission is education as well, and we want to make sure that we can get as much out there to help people. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you don't even know we exist until you have the need. And then when you discover us, um, I hope that you're pleasantly surprised. Um, we have been helping cats for a really long time. We're very committed. Our staff is incredible. Our volunteers are wonderful. And, of course, so is everybody who supports our work. And, and together we're able to provide this service um, as, you know, a community service for a community need. And we're just grateful to everybody who's playing a role in helping to solve it. Well, keep up the good work, Karen. Thank you. Thank you so much. We've been talking today with Karen Krauss, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program.